At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back here on The Look Ahead, I'm Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Always on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up about 15 minutes or so from now, uh, Chris Andrews from the South Point will join me as I'll get his thoughts on the start of football season. 2022 preseason officially kicked off with the Hall of Fame game. Raiders beating the Jaguars 27-11 in Canton. The Raiders cover as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Total goes over the low, low total, which I believe at game time was 29-and-a-half, 30, 30-and-a-half at the most. Uh, this thing had gone down from, you know, 32, 33, wherever it was. Um, I thought the most impressive part of the game for me was Jared Stidham. Uh, the backup quarterback for the Raiders, who uh, obviously is familiar with Josh McDaniels and that system, having uh, played in New England for Josh McDaniels uh, as a backup quarterback. So I uh, was impressed with him. Stidham finished 8 of 15 passing for 96 yards, had that 12-yard touchdown run uh, in this game. So that was impressive. Uh, elsewhere, the running backs looked good. Josh Jacobs, five carries for 30 yards. Zamir White, 11 carries for 52 yards. Austin Walter, eight for 49. So the offensive line did a very good job for the Las Vegas Raiders. And for the Jaguars, not so much. Uh, Kyle Schloeder, who most recently was playing in the USFL, I thought he played well and looked like, um, you know, somebody that really belongs on an NFL roster. Slaughter, 13 of 25, passing 127 yards, and the game's only passing touchdown. Uh, for the Raiders, receiving-wise, um, the, the, the longest uh, reception was a 31-yard reception to Keelan Cole. Uh, Tyron Johnson, two catches for 39 yards. For the Jaguars, Luke Farrell had three catches for 43 yards. Willie Johnson, two catches for 41 yards. So the Raiders win. The first preseason game, but again, not much to take away from this. We didn't see any starters. I mean, yes, a couple of running backs here for the Raiders, whatever, but that's that's about it. Um, I thought, like I said, Jared Stidham was the one who impressed me the most, and he's going to be Derek Carr's backup. It's uh, Nick Mullins will probably be the third-string quarterback if they keep. Well, they will keep three quarterbacks, but Mullins will be the third-string quarterback, a guy who's got NFL experience. But I'm curious to see how these teams handle the rest of the preseason. Will we see starters play at all? 
for any of these teams. And we know that some starters will have to play because there's going to be some position battles uh, around the league. The interesting nugget coming from the defending Super Bowl champions is Matthew Stafford and his elbow injury. Stafford had an elbow injury last year. He received an injection in the elbow this offseason. He did not throw during any of the Rams' spring workouts. The team says that they're going to be smart in limiting his throwing. And uh, he did throw in individual drills on Thursday, but did not participate in team reps. Sean McVay said, quote, the, uh, he, about the elbow injury, it's, quote, a little bit abnormal for a quarterback, end quote. Hmm. Here was the conversation. Uh, McVay said that the Rams athletic training staff told Stafford, uh, quote, tried some things in the offseason with the goal of alleviating some of the pain he was feeling in his elbow. Uh, he said they were going into camp knowing that they wanted to have a modified approach and a progressive build. Quote, could he do it? Yes. Is that the best thing? We didn't think so. And I think I've got a responsibility to try to make decisions that are in the best alignment using medical experts and talking with Matthew. And so all of those things combined led to where we're at now, and it's an ever-evolving process, but we are really taking over these next couple of weeks seeing how they go. He said uh, the pain is not a setback. It's just consistent with what's going on. Quote, you want to try to have him operate in as little pain as possible. I think any time you've played as long and are as tough as he is, I don't know if you're ever truly pain-free. But the goal would be for September 8th and really looking towards 17 games, then hopefully some games after that, if we earn that opportunity, end quote. So I think this is fascinating that we're going to have to watch this with Matthew Stafford going into the season that if he's dealing with pain and it's in his throwing elbow, I mean, how could it get to a point now? Now I don't want to speculate on any injury. Okay. Cause I don't know. I don't know the details of how much pain he's in or structurally, if there's anything wrong, but I mean, I did have like a cramp in my elbow today, but I also did biceps at the gym. So maybe, you know, Kind of feeling it a little bit. Anyway, with Stafford. He, he won the Super Bowl last year. Right? Like, first time in his career. He, he achieved the ultimate goal in the sport. Everything he's worked for in his entire career. He did it. If he played through pain, he played through pain. But he did it. They won the Super Bowl. If he has the same pain this year, or maybe even a little bit more pain this year, what's to stop him from going through a procedure to fix the injury and require him to miss some time? 
Now, if he had not won a Super Bowl last year, I'd say there's no chance Matthew Stafford misses any games. This dude, I don't care how hurt he is, this team is good enough to win a Super Bowl, and he's going to play through this pain, and he's going to stay on the field and do whatever it takes. But the fact that they won the Super Bowl last year makes me wonder. And I'm not accusing, I'm not saying that there's complacency. I'm just saying if there's an injury that he's dealing with and this does not go away, and the doctors say it's going to have to be surgically repaired sooner rather than, like, you know, maybe there's no timeline. Maybe it's just at some point, dude. This is going to have to be repaired surgically. And you can't injure yourself further, but it's a pain management issue. The more you throw, the more painful it's going to be. It's like a pitcher needing Tommy John. There's an injury. It's painful. You got to get it. You got to get this elbow repaired. And Stafford could say, well, can I play? And they could say, yeah, you can play. It's just going to be painful. Do you want to play? Does he want to go through a season of pain when he achieved the goal last year? Last year, play through pain, win the Super Bowl. This year, play through pain, and maybe I'll have an operation that can extend my career a couple of years, and I can live pain pain-free. Don't be surprised. Again, I don't know anything about this injury or whatever. I'm, and I, I don't want to speculate on it. But something just might... I'm just trying to get inside the mind of Matthew Stafford here. I wouldn't be surprised if he has some sort of procedure and misses some time. And then what are the Rams going to look like if... It's, um, what, John Wolford playing quarterback for them? You know, would they go out and try and acquire a veteran? Like, this is a Super Bowl roster, right? This is a team, and I know this is all crazy speculation, because Stafford cannot miss any time, but let's just say it happens. I want to play devil's advocate here. Do you go into the season with... John Wolford and Bryce Perkins and thinking, you know what, this is who we have at the quarterback spot? Or do you go out there and try and get a quarterback? Do you sign a veteran off of someone's team, a backup somewhere? And then that quarterback plays and Stafford can go through his procedure and fix his elbow. You know, maybe that's an issue that the Rams are considering or that Matthew Stafford is considering. Uh, the other big issue in the NFL, the Deshaun Watson uh, suspension appeal by the NFL. Roger Goodell announced that uh, former New Jersey Attorney General Peter C. Harvey is going to hear the league's appeal in a statement, quote, Mr. Harvey served as the Attorney General of New Jersey and is now a partner at the Patterson Belknap firm in New York. He has also served as a federal prosecutor. He has deep expertise in criminal law, including 
domestic violence, and sexual assault, and has advised the NFL and other professional leagues on the development and implementation of workplace policies, including the NFL's personal conduct policy. Mr. Harvey has also served as the commissioner's designee in other arbitrations, end quote. This was a good pick for the NFL. If they want more games for Watson, this is the guy that's going to give it to him. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up next, uh, sportsbook director over at the South Point, Chris Andrews, will join me here on The Look Ahead. We're going to get into uh, a lot of topics, including what's going to happen here, uh, football season, and let's talk sharp action as well. It's The Look Ahead here on VCV Sports Betting Network. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, BetRivers has you covered. BetRivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, LA, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and Washington, D.C. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network, always on Twitter at Scott's on air, S C O T T S O N A I R. This is a, a great time this next like couple of weeks here as we're gearing up towards the NFL, college football as well. Uh, contest signups are going to be going crazy here at Circa, massive overlays when it comes to the contest. So I would imagine people are going to flood. This place looking to sign up, um, getting some long shot odds and, and trying to figure out if I want to place any um, futures bets uh, in the awards market, especially considering I went absolutely bust in my futures market in Major League Baseball. All of my awards, I placed one, two, three, four, five. I have five awards futures that I placed in Major League Baseball. None of them are going to hit. Um, but it's okay. That's what happens, right? These are the long shots for a reason. My, the, the shortest odds that I bet, was 65 to 1. I had three 100 to 1 bets that I placed before the baseball season started, but it means nothing because you can just rip up those tickets. I got to think about if I'm going to do any football long shots. Maybe some Heisman bets, but NFL ones, 
I don't know if I'm going to get into the MVP market just yet. I feel like the, the, the football markets when it comes to these awards, and we used to talk about it every week last year, and we're going to do the same this year, um, they change week to week. It's amazing. It changes week to week, and you can find value every single week. Uh, let's continue this conversation. Let's talk to the sportsbook director over at the South Point, Chris Andrews, who joins me here on The Look Ahead. And, Chris, I would imagine a very busy time for you guys over there with the NFL preseason kicking off on Thursday night, college football just three weeks away. College football, yeah, we'll be here uh, by the end of the month. And uh, we've written a lot of business on – Season win totals. We use conference games only, so we're all so it just gives uh, players a little bit of a different opportunity. Uh, you know, then we got uh, to win each conference, and I think we have ninety-seven games of the year, and uh, you know, all sorts of things out there. We're trying to bring in as much business as we can. So a lot of college football action, and it's been terrific so far. What about NFL preseason? Do you guys book a lot of action for the preseason? No, no, it's it's um, you know it's really not that. It, it used to be a lot better, you know, when teams had a whole different strategy in preseason. Usually played, you know, stars played the first quarter of the first week, and then they'd be up to the first half the second week, and then you know three quarters the third week, and then you know kind of the, and then they'd rest usually the fourth week. You know, but it's totally different now. Starters hardly play at all. Uh, so it's really a crapshoot. Totals are really low, uh, and there's just not that much. It's, it's not that interesting, and there's not that much action on it. I hate to say. Yeah, if you notice the change when you know when they shorten the preseason, obviously to three games now. It's just you're right. It's completely different. I remember the third preseason game was the dress rehearsal yeah. for the regular yeah. season. It was as close to a regular season game as you can get. Yeah, and you know you got to know a lot of these players. Uh, you know, had a really good feel for you know first of all what kind of season they were going to have because you'd see that third game and you know get a little bit of not so much the strategy, but you'd see who was uh, you know efficient and who wasn't. But also during the year, you got to see a lot of these backup players, particularly quarterbacks and running backs. So you had a pretty good idea of you know who was like a, a, a replacement player that could come in and contribute right away and now it's a it's a lot more guesswork at this point but uh, you know it's it's the same for all of us but i just don't think the preseason's nearly as interesting as it used to be speaking of guesswork uh, how challenging has this deshaun watson thing been for you guys <laughs> trying to figure out how to price the browns well, you know, we had we had the first week down for quite a while. We did put it back up this week because uh, you know, what happens, it's pretty obvious that he will miss at least the first week. Uh, whether he misses six games or the entire season or eight games, I really don't know. Uh, so we, we have taken off their season win totals. Um, you know, I, I think Jacoby Brissett, if he is indeed going to be the starter, I think he's – a guy that's been a capable backup. He's a good quarterback, but nothing more than that. And there's a lot of rumors they might try to get Garoppolo. I, I can see that being a smart move, but you know they already have a ton of money committed to Watson. Um, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of moving parts there, and I'm not sure what's going to happen. So right now, I, I like I said, I do him up week one, but I don't. I have their season win totals down right now. What about division odds? Are you, are you, no, they're up. Okay. They're up. Yeah, and I got them up for the division. And you know, it's funny. I got a lot of money on them to win the conference, not so much the Super Bowl. Wow! But a lot of money on them to win the conference. Um, 
you know, I'm not sure what the guy's strategy was, but you know, th- it's pretty tough division. You know, you got you know Cincinnati in the Super Bowl last year. Baltimore's always pretty good. I think a lot of people think the Steelers might be down this year, but I mean, you know, they still have a great, great defense, and I, I wouldn't roll over on them so quick. But nonetheless, a guy made a pretty sizable bet. Right now, I'm out pretty good on the Browns to win the conference. And listen, if Watson comes back after Game Six. Uh, they could be charging down the stretch. So, you know, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see what happens there. And speaking of those Steelers, uh, Mike Tomlin has never had a losing record as a head coach. So this would be a first for him if that happens. Um, is there any other teams that you're out on pretty good, like guys that have hit you hard for some of these team futures? Uh, yeah, the Bills. <laughs> well, they're the favorites, yeah. <laughs> I think I said, but we, we lose pretty good on them. Yeah, we've written a ton of money. I got them four to one, which I think is, you know, if you're a better, I think it's a horrible price, but they keep betting me on them. You know, so, uh, you know, I'm out on them pretty good. Um, you know, I'm out on, you know, a few other teams, like, you know, the Jets, the Giants. That ain't going to happen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, the Lions, I mean, you know, guys, they, they all like that. I mean, it's just, if that happens, God bless, you know. But the one I'm out on pretty good is the Raiders. And, uh, you know, I've kept, a, you know, I think, a reasonable price on them. Uh, but I, I happen to think the Raiders are going to be pretty good. And I know a lot of wise guys in town think that they – not that they won't be any good, but they're in, you know, arguably the toughest division. I've heard some guys say in the history of the NFL. Mm, might wow. be true. Yeah, it might be true. might not be. But I think the Raiders are going to be good. They definitely have some defensive problems, but I think their offense is enough that they're going to win a heck of a lot of games. So right now I'm definitely concerned about the Raiders. It's a big, big loss for us if they win the Super Bowl. And and I think they're live. I really do. Wow. Uh, You mentioned the long shot teams like the Jets and the Giants and the Lions. Does that happen a lot? Do you get people coming in and betting these long shot teams? I mean, we see it posted on, you know, Twitter all the time where it's like a better just placed uh, 10 grand on the Sacramento Kings to win the NBA (laughs) title. And everyone laughs and reacts and whatnot. But does that actually happen? Do you guys get people coming in and dropping good amounts on complete long shots? Every once in a while, you know, Scott, but you're bringing back a horrible memory for me. The year the Rams with oh, Kurt goodness. Warner, <laughs> nobody ever heard of this guy. He was stocking grocery shelves. And, you know, if you remember, Trent Green got hurt in preseason. Uh-huh. Yeah, Dick Vermeil has always seen the world through rose-colored glasses. Said, "Well, we got Kurt Warner. This guy's pretty good. He won't be competitive." And I'm like, "Oh, this guy's out of his mind." And uh, I jacked up the price. And to this day, and I was uh, part owner of a casino at the time, and most of my paycheck revolved around my bonus. And uh, to this day, it's the biggest loss I've ever had personally in my life when the Rams won. And not only did they win, the game fell seven. So, you know, it was without a doubt the worst loss of my career. So, yeah, the, these, and I think I had them 300 to one after. Uh, after Trent Green went out. So, uh, yeah, that was a bad one. Oh, my goodness. And they became the greatest show on turf. Warner wins the MVP. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and they they come one sh- one yard of winning the Super Bowl. Kevin Dyson, remember? He got tackled at the goal line. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was, <laughs> yeah, I was going crazy, you know. So that was a that was that that's a bad loss. Still sticks with me. But, oh, wow. but yeah, there's some of those long shots. I mean, you know, listen, I think they're at the time, 
knowing, you know, we didn't know what we know now, but at the time, you know, like I said, a, a, a guy from Northern Iowa mm-hmm. who never played and wasn't drafted, I don't think. I mean, you know, yeah, it should have been 301, but, you know, it came through. So no one placing money on the, on the Jacksonville Jaguars this year? That seems to be uh, people's uh, long-shot darlings. You know, I, no, I don't have much on them at all. No. And uh, I think that's a team that stands to really improve – um, they're in a pretty weak division too, and I'm surprised I haven't had more money on them. And I don't think they're capable of, of winning the championship, but I do think it's a team. <clears throat> excuse me, that could sneak into the playoffs because I do expect a lot of improvement out of Lawrence. I think the coaching, the coaching change has to be a huge improvement as well. And like I said, they're in a pretty soft division. I wouldn't be surprised if they sneak into the playoffs. I think, I think that's a live team that has a chance. Chris, do me a favor, hang on uh, through the break because I want to talk about some uh, an interesting conversation. I got to ask you about sharp action uh, here in town, and then also with the you know expansion of all these online books all over the country as well. So let's talk about that coming up next. He's Chris Andrews, sportsbook director over at the South Point. I'm Scott Sadenberg, always on Twitter at Scotts on Air. This is the look ahead here on Vsin, the sports betting network. This is the look ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The college football guide is out now. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of all 131 teams, including team trends, power ratings, and over under recommendations. Plus, our best season win total bets. Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VSIN All Access subscriber. Sign up for VSIN All Access today and get everything we offer for the entire football season, including our upcoming pro football betting guide. Subscribe now at vsin.com slash subscribe. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It's a look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Rejoining us now is the sports book director over at the South Point, Chris Andrews. And Chris, uh, a lot of people hear the term sharp action and uh, are immediately thinking it's, you know, the wise guys here in Vegas. They know what they're doing. You got to follow that sharp money, things like that. As a take us behind the counter here, sportsbook director over at the South Point, as I mentioned, gave out your credentials. If people don't know you by now, that's their problem. Uh, but how do you identify sharp action? You know, you could usually tell within the first bet or two if a guy is a sharp better or not. Uh, you know, I, I have guys, you know, I don't want to say who it is or anything, but I have a guy. You know, he bets me a hundred thousand a game. Now he's very good. I can tell you right now, he's a very, very good handicapper. But he doesn't necessarily move numbers all over the world. Mm. Uh, so I put him on pretty good, and you know he, he bets me, you know, six figures. And I always tell him, come on in and give me a day or two. You know, if you're betting the Sunday games, come on in by Friday, and I'll certainly take care of you. And uh, so he is he a good better. Yeah, he's he's very sharp, but he's not like a, a mover. 
Uh, other guys come in, and like I say, usually they can get that first bet or two in where I really don't know what they are. But after that, you kind of figure it out. Uh, and, you know, everybody, well, do you have limits? Yeah, we have limits. You know, uh, you, you can't have no limits. And the example I always use, if Jeff Bezos shows up and wants a billion on a game. <laughs> no, no, we can't take that. You know, so you have to have some sort of limits. But I try to take care of guys pretty good. And we got I always I think I have a pretty good relationship with the wise guys. You know, they come in and you know, I try to treat them fairly. And when they bet me, you know, I move the hell out of the number. And, uh, you know, we, we don't have big limits on the phone or on the app. Uh, Michael gone wants people to come into the counter. And I got to say, Michael's never busted my chops about taking a bet too big at the counter. And you know, he says, yeah, you handle it. That's your department. You know, so we put guys on pretty good here and, but we handle them and you know, we, th- those are the guys we book. And then some other guys come in and they might bet some big money and you just kind of, not that you ignore it, but you don't, it doesn't have the same effect on the numbers that one of the wise guy bets. So, yeah. So there are people out there that you respect enough that when they want a side, you'll react and adjust the number accordingly. Absolutely. No question about it. No yeah. question about it. How many of those people exist in town? Is it a, sm- know, is it a small handful or is it a... a oh, a, yeah. No, okay. it's a small handful. It's a, you know, well, I would consider it a small handful. Yeah. I, I would say as far as like originators, and you know, we have a lot of followers who come in and you know chase the numbers and that sure. sort of thing. But as far as like the originators in town here, I'd say about 10. Something mm. like that, yeah. Did it used to be more, or it used to be less? You know, I think it used to be more. Um, you know, there were, but the, the business has changed so much. You know, I, I've been doing this since, in my first year, is 79. So, I mean, there was no Dawn Best screen. Uh, you used to be able to walk up and down the strip and, you know, see different numbers on every game. You know, you might be able to middle a game. Or at least, you know, have something where you laid five and a half and took seven or something like that, or laid two and a half and took four, you know, in in town, you know, and that just does not exist anymore because the uh, consolidation of the books, number one, uh, and everybody knows the line, number two. Uh, so that, that kind of thing just doesn't really exist. So I think back in those days, there were more guys who could move a, a number and that were respected, and you know they, they didn't always win, but uh, they, yeah, they moved lines and some pretty good, some pretty big joints. And uh, I think you know for the most part that not that it's disappeared, but it's been cut way down. Does the online books af- affect you at all? I'm talking about the out of state ones, the ones obviously that aren't legal here in Nevada. If you find out that you know somebody's hitting numbers somewhere at, at one of these online books, does that affect you locally? Uh, I try not to let it affect us that much. You know, I mean, you, you don't want to be too far out of line, but I, I do know like some of these, some of these states that are really just kind of gearing up and I'm thinking like, you know, Colorado, Arizona, maybe Jersey a little bit, although Jersey has a pretty good base for, you know, a, a you know, a customer uh-huh. grew, you know, demographic that's probably close to Nevada. Uh, but some of these other ones, you can just see all their writing is like wise guy bets. That's all they get. They they have not built that clientele yet, uh, where where they have you know, you know your two hundred dollar better, your five hundred dollar better. They they don't have that. So sometimes, and, and I really, to be honest with you, I don't always get their numbers because uh, you know we get hit pretty quick here. So uh, I, I always say I, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to book their action. We've got to book our action. But, you know, it definitely affects it because, you know, we 
see it and our guys and arbitragers are out there and uh, you know they come in and play us pretty quick so it, it affects us but i don't really follow it all that closely but i know it's out there i think it's a fascinating conversation because you know the the industry as you mentioned has completely changed and with more and more of these online books being legalized in all these states and all these markets i, I can only imagine once california gets legalized sports betting how that's going to change the landscape Oh yeah, that's uh, that's the big fish out there, you know. So I've had guys ask me about. I can I, I tell them I said I really don't know. And we don't do it. Who all comes in? Uh, but if they follow the Nevada model, uh, which a lot of states have not, by the way. But if they follow the Nevada model, I mean, it's going to be you know they're going to be the whale out there. So uh, we'll see. But a lot of these states have come in and. Uh, I, I've spoken to legislators and things like that, and I try to tell them, I said, listen, we've been doing this a long time. We've made a lot of mistakes. If you model it after us, you'll do okay. But you know, Scott, I, don't, I don't know if it's good or bad. It just falls, falls on deaf ears sometimes. You know, they, they, they all nod their head, and they go out and do something different. You know, uh, So I don't know. That's wild. Uh, any uh, uh, specials you guys are working or cooking up here as we gear up for football season? Yeah, I'm working on uh, some NFL stuff that we did last year, and it was proved very successful for us. Uh, you know, I do player matchups. I'm going to probably wait at least a week or two into the uh, into the preseason to make sure everybody stays healthy. You know, make sure I'm not really off as far as like you know who the starters are going to be. But last year we did a lot of quarterback matchups. I think I want to say we did about ten quarterback matchups. Did about five or six running back matchups and about ten wide receiver and and tight end matchups. Uh, you know, so I'm going to try to figure out how to do it. You know, yardage for sure for receivers, uh, running backs. It might be a combination of receiving and rushing yards for some of them, and then for the quarterbacks, I just like to do touchdowns. Very easy to keep track of if you you know if you are a better. So we're working on that. We've got some other things we're we're still cooking up uh, that uh, haven't been completely finished with it yet but we're going to try to have a great package for everybody and you know all of us are out there you know we're competing with one another and and i have to say most of the bookmakers here in nevada you know most of us are friends even though we you know we'd kill each other for more business but we still uh <laughs> we still want to be friends so there's you know i have some unique things you know, I'm sure some of my competitors, they have some unique things as well. So, yeah. But we're going to try to put together the best package we can, and I think we'll, we'll be able to do that. And, and the cards and contests will be back as well, right? Yeah, for yeah. us. You know, we got that jackpot card. Yep. You know, we, we give everything back to the players so that we got that going. And, uh, you know, a couple other things that I have to uh, kind of run by Michael Gone and make sure he's on board with. And uh, but like I said, we have a pretty good package every year, and I think we'll have another one this year again. Yes, you do. Well, Chris, I appreciate the time and the conversation as always, and I'll, I'll see you out at the South Point soon. You got it, my friend. Stop by and say hello. There he is, Chris Andrews, Sportsbook Director over at the South Point. Uh, does a tremendous job over there. And, yeah, we got to get back out there and uh, say hi to Chris. And I'm sure we'll be catching lots of games over there uh, with those guys. And, and it's interesting. It's, I think it's a fascinating conversation about how uh, these sports books handle, you know, some of the uh, originators and the guys that move the lines here in town. And it, it exists, and it's a small handful of, of really sharp petters that are moving lines. And uh, it's amazing. You can track the line movements now through the various apps and websites that you have and and really follow the money. 
just like the betting splits that we have available up on vcin.com so you know where the money and where the bets are moving on every game. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up next, going to get into uh, the full Major League Baseball board for Friday. Try to identify uh, what are some top plays. Earlier in the show, I already went through a play that I probably am going to be on. I can almost say I'm most definitely going to be on. Uh, last night, we took advantage of some overnight numbers. Maybe we can do the same coming up here for Friday. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Find all of our podcasts. This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. Baseball predictions made brighter. Join the Born in a Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon to compete free for cash all season. Enter weekly prediction pools to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to join the action. Blue Moon made brighter. 21 and over only terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Please drink responsibly. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network, as we take a look at the baseball board for this coming Friday. We have one day game. It is the Marlins and the Cubs with no announced starting pitcher just yet for the uh, Marlins here. As um, Let me see if I can pull up to see if there's an early line online. Yeah, haven't seen anything for this game just yet. Marlins haven't announced a starting pitcher. Um, it looks like Justin Steele is going to go for the Cubs. So wait and see what happens with the Marlins. But that game, uh, 220, you know, the regular Wrigley uh, field start time there. And then the rest of the games at night. Uh, Doug Kramer gets the start for the Orioles as they take on the Pirates. Mitch Keller gets the start for Pittsburgh. Baltimore minus 160 with a total of eight and a half for uh, Dean Kramer. Excuse me, not Doug. For Kramer, um, in his last couple of starts, been roughed up a little bit. Six runs against Cincinnati, four runs against the Yankees, three runs against Tampa. So uh, this is a guy who has been hit 
uh, perhaps an over of eight and a half could be worth a look here in Baltimore. One of the Apple TV games, which might lead to an over, who knows? Uh, Phillies and Nationals. Today's game was, or Thursday's game, you know, rain shortened, but the Phillies did get the victory. And uh, we'll see uh, what happens here. You got Kyle Gibson uh, on the hill for Philadelphia. Josiah Gray goes for the Nationals. Philly minus 210 with a total of eight and a half. Braves and Mets will continue their pivotal series there for first place in the um, National League East. The Mets with a win here on Thursday, extending their lead in the division to three and a half games. Ian Anderson gets the ball for the Braves. Taiwan Walker goes for the Mets. The Mets are minus 145. Framber Valdez gets the ball for the Astros as they take on the Guardians, and it looks like it's going to be Hunter Gaddis getting the start for the Guardians, uh, making his Major League debut. And how about this? You want to make your Major League debut? Go against the Astros. Um, no line on this game uh, as of now. Corey Kluber gets the start for the Rays as they take on the Tigers in Detroit. Brian Garcia gets the ball for the Tigers. The Rays with a 6-2 victory. Over the Tigers here on Thursday, looking to make it two straight in Detroit. White Sox take on the Rangers. This is a game that we touched on a little bit earlier. Dylan Cease, who is still maybe 5-1 to one to win the American League Cy Young. He gets the ball opposing Glenn Otto for Texas. Chicago minus 175, total of 8. I'm going to be all over the White Sox in this game. Probably White Sox uh, first 5. Maybe White Sox for the game. I might even consider White Sox on the run line. It's all because of Dylan Cease. In his last 12 starts, no one in Major League Baseball has pitched better than Dylan Cease. He's only allowed a total of four earned runs in 12 games. That's 70 innings pitched. He has struck out 90 batters in those 70 innings, but only allowed four earned runs, and those four earned runs have come on four solo home runs. So, it's four, basically, mistake pitches or four pitches over the plate that have resulted in the only earned runs scored against him in the last 12 starts. He has thrown 1,225 pitches in those 12 starts. And we see four pitches. Out of over 1,000, 1,200, yeah, dude is absolutely balling. Uh, White Sox probably going to be all over them here on Friday. Red Sox look to uh, avoid, uh, I mean, uh, you know, snap a little sh- losing here. They, they lose to the Royals on Thursday. They look to bounce back uh, in Kansas City. Zach Greinke goes for the Royals. Josh Winkowski gets the start for the Red Sox. Uh, the Reds will take on the Brewers, and starting for Cincinnati will be Robert Duggar. Robert Duggar has uh, just made three appearances this entire season, um, twice against Pittsburgh and once against Minnesota. So Duggar gets the start. Maybe it's an opener situation. We'll see who the bulk guy is after that. Brewers will send Eric Lauer to the hill. Milwaukee minus 220 with a total of nine. Blue Jays take on the Twins. Jose Barrios gets the start for Toronto. Tyler Molle 
makes his Twins debut. Acquired at the trade deadline from the Cincinnati Reds, Male gets his first start for uh, Minnesota, and he has to go up against one of the top lineups uh, in the AL in the Toronto Blue Jays. Toronto minus 125. Yankees and Cardinals begin a series in St. Louis. Nestor Cortez gets the start for the Yankees. Dakota Hudson goes for the Cardinals. Yankees are minus 145. Curious to see the uh, ovation that Matt Carpenter gets should he be in the lineup for the New York Yankees. Of course, longtime Cardinal Matt Carpenter. The Rockies will take on the Diamondbacks. Herman Marquez gets the start for Colorado. Madison Bumgarner goes for Arizona. D-backs are minus 130 with a total of eight and a half. Angels take on the Mariners. Seattle minus 205 with Robbie Ray on the hill against Patrick Sandoval. And the Angels, a little bit of bad juju coming out of this game on Thursday as uh, they became just the sixth team in baseball history to homer seven times in a game and lose. They lost 8-7 to the A's. Padres will take on the Dodgers in the series that we've all been waiting for, that we all hope that we're getting in the postseason. Uh, Sean Manaya will start for San Diego. Tony Gonsolin goes for the Dodgers. Dodgers minus 160. I kind of want to bet against the Dodgers this entire series. I mean, the Padres just lost to the uh, Rockies in a game that, I mean, I wish I bet. I really do. I really wish I bet this game. Because the the Padres had just won the first, what, three games of the four-game set. You know, they're, it's a day game. They're looking ahead to the game against the, the series against the Dodgers on Friday. I mean, it was, they were right for the picking. But uh, the pitching matchup for this series, Dodgers and Padres, is going to be Manaya Gonsolin here in game one. Then Mike Clevenger gets the start for San Diego going up against Andrew Haney for the Dodgers on Saturday. And then you Darvish and Tyler Anderson on Sunday. I feel like the Padres are taking two out of three. I really do. And it's not going to get them back in the division race because, like, they're still double digits down behind the Dodgers. But I just think that the way that the Padres are feeling themselves with the acquisitions at the trade deadline, Juan Soto and Josh Bell and Brandon Drury, from, you know, bats in the lineup, and then, uh, you know, Josh Hader at the back end of the bullpen, I just feel, I, I got a feeling. I think that the Padres are going to take two of three from the Dodgers here at Dodger Stadium. So that might be a play that I like. Take a little plus money on the Padres here Friday night against the uh, Dodgers. Um, I don't know if I'll play the Yankees and Cardinals. I am intrigued by it, though. Uh, and, and Dakota Hudson's numbers have not been great. So maybe the Yankees can get to this kid. Um, have to kind of, I'd have to look and look at some advanced stuff here. But I love backing Nestor Cortez. Does Tyler Molle suffer a struggle, excuse me, in his Debut for the Twins, and do the Brewers snap the losing? As uh, it's been a little bit of a, a bad run here for the Brewers after um, you know losing uh, to the Pirates. Here, do they bounce back and pick up a a win against Cincinnati on Friday? Snap out of the losing streak. 
I'm Scott Sadenberg. Hit me up on Twitter at Scott's on air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up on Follow the Money, Nigel Seeley, soccer handicapper, will join the program. Ira Kaufman from uh, Buccaneers and NFL columnist, uh, Joe Bucks fan, uh, dot com will join the program and Jeff Rancor, former uh, Brave, uh, former Met, uh, Tisa currently uh, TBS and Bally Sports South and Southeast analyst will join the program at 9 a.m. Eastern time. It's all coming up this morning on Follow the Money. Uh, I love the White Sox tomorrow on Friday, and I'm probably going to play them multiple ways. But I'll tweet everything out once again at Scott's on air. This is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.